What is it about the Midwest? Outsiders do not understand. Everyone nods, gives the heartland hello. Surrounded by corn, rivers, and lakes, we are discovering the Midwest's disturbing side. This is Midwest Crime. I'm Nico. And I'm Jess. Thanks for joining us on this voyage. You can find us on Instagram at Midwest Crime. Like you guys know, we mm -hmm. get some great interaction there. Yep. We also get some great interaction at our Facebook, yep. Midwest Crime, Crime Podcast. Podcast. Yep. And as always, if you'd like to send us a love note, we do have email, the old school, <laughs> old fashioned, um, at Midwest Crime Podcast at gmail.com. So we love any any little bit of you know feedback or if you just want to say hello to some of your favorite hosts yeah <laughs> um, you know we, we love to hear anything from our listeners yep. we appreciate you all um so this week we're gonna do what we're gonna call a deep dive dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. um so we're just gonna go over this week geography and crime mm -hmm. kind of a little bit how they relate maybe and just some random facts and things cool. um we're calling it a deep dive because it's a little more in depth and it's a little longer maybe than some of our other episodes All right. so when you're watching in the future, deep dive, you know it's good for a long car ride. Yeah, yes. <laughs> long car, car ride, and we're talking about geography. So right. You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. Right? So um, this hopefully will be very insightful and help us develop more of a well-rounded understanding of crime, right? Because cool. we always just talk about who did what. Yeah. And, you know, I'm hoping that this type of um, information can maybe give us like I said, a more well-rounded idea of crime. Yeah. And so to define crime, I went to our favorite man-made assistant and asked, quote-unquote, Google, <laughs> what was the definition of crime? I say it low because I have a home around here. Oh. And if I, <laughs> you know, said it too loud, she might start answering. <laughs> but here's what Google had to say. Crime is a noun derived from Old French meaning, and, and it means an action or admission or omission that can constitutes an offense that may be prosecuted by the state and is punishable, punishable by law, illegal activities, or an action or activity that, although not illegal, is considered to be evil, shameful, or wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I realize that you know how many times do you actually define crime we all have an idea of what it is sure but it's uh -huh. like what's what is the webster you know yeah. idea of what crime is that's cool i guess i would have always just thought of it as like illegal something yeah. and now that it says like it doesn't have to be illegal just right. evil yeah. yeah and i was like oh Shameful. okay sure yeah. uh-huh like you know yeah there is some things that's like although this may not be illegal you shouldn't be doing uh -huh, it uh-huh right yeah. Um, so now geography is the study of places and the relationships between people and their environments. Geographers explore both the physical properties of Earth's surface and the human society spread across it. This was my favorite subject in school, so I won't lie. The research for this episode was extremely interesting <laughs> and fascinating to the point where we could probably do a follow-up brief episode cool. if I find anything else I must share. Nice. It was definitely my favorite. In high school, I talked them into making me or allowing me to take 
an additional geography that I didn't need to graduate. Nice. And they were like, yeah, you don't need this at all. And I was like, yeah, but I think I could take another one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't need it, but I want it, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> yes. And so throughout this episode, we will take a deep dive into crime and geography, discussing what crimes are committed, what places have the highest crime rates, and more fascinating topics. Cool. I'm intrigued. Yes. Good, good. Hopefully <laughs> our listeners are as yeah. well. Most of this is safe for all listeners. Um, we do touch on different types of crimes, nothing graphic, but if you don't want to explain to the ears that may be listening, save this episode for later. Yeah. If you don't want to explain what murder is, you know, yeah, that it's in, the ball's in your court. There you go, yeah. <laughs> um, so what we'll do, we're going to stop or start that. We are going to start with the top 10 dangerous cities. Mm-hmm. You guys can obviously tell we missed an episode or two because I'm getting tongue-tied. It's been a little <laughs> bit. It feels good to be back, yeah. but bear with me. Yeah. So thank you. I think um, you sound great, Nico. Oh, thanks. Fine. <laughs> um, so like I said, we're going to start with the top 10 dangerous cities. Um, this info is from a website called safewise.com. They had a lot of good stuff. I thought they were really interesting. Um, But to come up with this list, SafeWise first looked into FBI crime reports, which is super interesting. Um, I guess, you know, everybody thinks of the FBI as, you know, the agents that are doing the investigating Mm -hmm. and, you know, the action and the on scene. But they compile and keep all this information and it's you know they actually have office workers right yeah 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 (laughs) they're not all james bond yeah 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 um so now this rate is just one uh oh sorry they took this info and divided it into um a thousand people living in a metro area okay and this rate is just one of one part of their system to rank the most dangerous Uh, okay so I'm sure that it could be argued, you know, which one's more dangerous than others. But this is just what they compiled with yeah, this information. Through statistics and of other yes, right. factors. You know. Yes. And um, there were a few more factors that went into the ranking. As uh, many have discussed previously, there is often a link between crime and socioeconomic status. Yeah. That's yeah. something that is, you know talks about a lot when yeah. people talk about crime. And so the other factors that go into this rating are median income and poverty data, high school graduation rates, oh. redlining practices, which is um, pretty much they would create areas of the city where um, certain minorities would they would kind of push them into and restrict them to live in that area. Oh, okay. Now with this practice, oftentimes they would also put um, factories in the area or things that would make the living situation not so great. This, gotcha. That's why this is a terrible practice. But that um, is one of the factors that they looked at into this. Um, household access to internet speed, high speed internet is another um, factor that they looked into, Interesting. but with that, it makes a lot of sense because internet is how I did this whole in- episode. 
internet okay. is how you can learn, how you can get access information. Yes, yes. Nowadays, mm, yeah. right? Yeah. So that well, makes... like they have like Indeed now, where you can go in and type yeah. in what you like job you're looking for. And right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I get it now. Right. Yeah. Your face was like that's so bizarre. Yeah, I did think. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, another one is city budget allocations, and lastly is unemployment rates. Mm, yeah. So looking over those, it's a lot to do with income, education, and access to what you need. Just to live at, yeah. uh, like honestly, these days, internet w like is such a big part of our lives. Right. You know, Nick, uh, my husband complains about our internet all the time. How oh, slow yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. sorry, we live in a little town, oh, yeah. and there's not much we can do. <laughs> I mean, I live in a little bit bigger town, mm -hmm. but because I'm so far, yeah, out that are sometimes lacks too, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'm literally just looking at you know, maybe a document online or the news. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll be reading a news article. Yeah. My fiance will be, I don't know, playing a game or also, you know, scrolling through Pinterest maybe. Right. And then we'll be watching, um, you know, Netflix. Yeah. And it'll, it'll slow up. And we're like, that's, that's not even like, it's not like we're all streaming oh, right? high speed internet <laughs> stuff. It's yeah. like, what's going on yeah. here? Oh my gosh. Not gonna get into it, but I think there's a conspiracy with internet. Mm. You know, they. I think they purposefully slow us down, so then we we pay for the higher. Probably, it's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, not I gonna get into it. it, so you know, no companies <laughs> need to come at me. Uh, you know. Anyways, let's get back to All it. Right. So, these metro areas we will discuss have a rate of 2.3 times higher than the national average for violent crimes and a 1.8 times higher rate of pop, uh, property crimes. So that I thought was kind of interesting that in these areas, you know, almost double the rate of violent and property crimes. Yeah. And we'll see that property crimes actually happen a lot more than you would think. Property being like cars being broken into oh, okay. or mailboxes being, you know, baseball batted. Oh, like yeah. random things hmm. that everyone's so concerned with being murdered, raped, or kidnapped when it's like, well, really, somebody's going to smash the window out of your car yeah. before that you're going to get murdered. Hmm. Statistically like wise. The, the stealing of, um, you know, around Christmas time, everybody yes. orders gifts and it's left on their deck and stuff yep. like that stealing of those that's a perfect example oh, yeah yeah oh, oh, i never had it happen to me, me, me oh, Knock on wood. right yeah but oh, gosh i have heard of stories of that and i'm just like what rotten little buggers mm -mm. stealing people's yeah. christmas gifts or even sometimes like our friends once um they lived in an apartment in chicago and they ordered like a, a nice candle from like uh, Bath and Body Works yeah. or mm -hmm. something like, you know, like one of the Yankee candles. Yeah, yeah. And their neighbor stole it. And then they called him out and they're like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. And like, then they saw the box in the trash or something. Oh, they like, wow. they knew that their neighbor took it and they were like, it's a candle. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe it's a $15 candle, but like. What if you don't even like the smell? Like, I don't right. like vanilla smells. Yeah. I'd be so disappointed if right? I stole a package and it was I vanilla. Know. I'd be like, 
God, that was so, it was like karma, instant karma, you know? (laughs) Right? Gosh. But it's like even little things like that, that it's like, you're not really gaining anything. No. You know? You can't be that hard off. Like how bad does your house have to stink in order for you to steal steal a candle? candle. That's only going to help you for a few weeks. Uh Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that, yeah. Oh, geez. All right, anyways. So, anyways, the median crime rate in these cities is 8.4 per 1,000 people for violent crimes and 40.1 per 1,000 people for property crimes. So, see, what I'm saying is property crime is a lot more um, common Mm -hmm. than violent crimes. Yeah, interesting. While the national average is 3.7 per thousand people and the violent crimes are 22.0 per thousand people. Gosh, yeah. That's why they're ranking these cities as more dangerous is because the percentage is almost double than -hmm. what the national average is, which is so interesting. And you know, there are some additional findings from SafeWise research that was very interesting. Um, For instance, the median income. Okay. 90% of the most dangerous metro report a median household income below the national average of $61,000. The average median income among the most dangerous metro cities is 87% lower than the national average um, coming in at 54000 annually. While these metros fall short to the national average, the cities that rank the most safe, quote unquote, the most, most safe, safe yeah. right, mm-hmm. land at 108% of the national average. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we see that in these areas that are ranked the most dangerous, they're, you know, barely at 50,000. And if you think about that, it's like, oh yeah, 50,000 sounds like a lot, but that's not. And especially in metro areas where things cost more, just regular, you go to the store, you get milk, taxes are higher, you know, and it's, you have to take three buses to even get to the store. So, you know, it's like for, um, some of these, I can imagine households and, and this is household income. This is an individual. Okay. So a household income of 50000 That's sad. It's, it is. It is. And the most safe areas are, you know, t- double yeah. oh, what yeah. the, this is. And they, you know, they don't have to pay three times the amount of tax on milk. Yeah. It's, they it's probably crazy. have somebody to drive them to the store, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they send somebody with their list. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they get. Oh, what was what? What's that service? Shipped? No, where they Instacart. Oh where yeah. They, go, uh-huh. they they say you know go pick up these items. Yep. Now, that's a wild idea, but has been very useful in this year. Oh right? true. A lot of people oh, yeah. have been using it. I've done the pickups. Yeah. They're great. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We uh. We did it for a while. Yeah. Instacarting. It yeah. was interesting. It was... I always feel like I have to like tip that, like, like yeah. going to the Walmart one or whatever. I feel oh, like yeah. I should tip them. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like you deserve this. Yeah. You're out here in the cold. Right? I'm not. Uh-huh. This I did $5 that. bill or something. Yeah. You know? For work, we got a new foldable table for the break room. Oh, so okay. I picked it up from Walmart and they threw it in the back of my car and I was like, thank you. Have a great uh-huh. day. And I was like, what, what do I have? Anymore? Yeah. I right. Have <laughs> <laughs> I have a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, 
No, they can't take candy right. from yeah, strangers, no. Nico. What are you doing? <laughs> That's so true. What am I thinking? <laughs> this is not Halloween. No, um, so the next factor we'll talk about is the poverty line. Um, among the cities on the list, there is an average of 16.3% who are living below the poverty line. And 80% of these metro areas are above the national average, 13.1% uh, for people who live beneath the poverty line. Oh, wow. So that's, and that's what we're talking about also with the household income. Like yeah. you have to think of, you know, I would assume that, and this may be something that I can look up and get back, you know, on, but how many people who are um, either below poverty line or, you know, their uh, median income are below average. How many of these people rent? Because right. owning a home or working at owning a home, you pay less money than renting. Yeah. Renting is a terrible, terrible situation. Right. Like, obviously, yes, you get to live in a house, but you're paying double what it would cost to mortgage the yeah, house. Yeah, right. Because now you're trying to benefit... The, yeah. you know who you're renting from or whatever because right. they have to make income yeah so. yeah yeah even if it's a hundred two hundred dollars but that's still more than what the mortgage is right and so it's like these people who are living under the poverty line you know are they still renting are how it's it's so hard to think of and mm. it you know it makes you feel for these type of people and it's no wonder that they're in these circumstances is because they are living you know almost less than paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it's, it's, that's uh, sad. It is. Um, so when they were collecting this data, there was an outlier. Um, Anchorage, Alaska. We all know Anchorage, Alaska, mm -hmm. right? The city that reported the highest crime rates has a median household income that is 130% higher than the national average um, of 60000 Anchorage also has a lower number of people living below the poverty line. So this is also like kind of a joke in the true crime world that like Alaska is bred for serial killers, yeah. right? Because nobody's in your business. It's a decent life. You can afford things. And from, from what I gather, you know, it's not like um, the hustle and bustle it is down here in the lower 48. Yeah. It's, you know, a more... Um, relaxed lifestyle and it's almost bred for serial killers yeah you know, people go up there to live their life they have no contact with whoever they you know they don't really have friends in the area there they go mm -hmm. it's interesting yeah. alaska is a very interesting place i would overall. like to visit someday so. me too me too another factor is redlining which is what we kind of briefly talked about earlier, um, just over half the metro cities on our list have a known history of redlining. And so it's an action that directly impacts the resources available to people who live in these areas that have been deemed, quote unquote, bad neighborhoods. So, and this is something that I thought of um, at the beginning of all this COVID nonsense of, you know, they were allowing Walmart to be open, but closing mom and pop shops, mm -hmm. mom and pop grocery stores, things mm -hmm. of that such to where it's like, <clears throat> there are some people in these communities that like, that's where they get their milk, butter and bread because 
that is the most easiest and convenient way for them to get those resources. So if you're telling these businesses, you can't open because it's not safe. Right. A, that's BS. What do you think is more cleaner? Mom and pop shop where someone's there all day taking care of their own business. Right. Or the minimum wage worker who's there just to collect their money at this big corporation who doesn't care if there's grapes. Literally went to the store yesterday and there were grapes all over the floor. I almost saw a grandma at, I will, it will remain nameless, not at my favorite produce spot, but at a bigger corporation that has had issues with how it treats its people. But there were grapes spilt all over the floor. Grapes and I think berries because it looked oh, it looked kind of like messy. But a grandma was like walking and she was like, oh, look at all these. Be careful, everybody. And Aww. I'm like, could you imagine if she wasn't paying attention? She was looking at her list. She could have fell and broke her hip. Right. Because how many workers have probably passed through that and been like, oh, that's not my department. No problem. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we take a break here? I'll cool down and convene myself and we'll continue with other factors. All right. All right, crew. Welcome back. So we're going to jump back into those statistic factors and stuff on why there's so much crime and these metro areas Mm -hmm. yes so one of the things we briefly touched on was internet access and so in these metro areas 70 percent have less access to high-speed internet than the national average that is a large statistic yeah and nationwide 69.6 percent of households have high-speed internet access compared to the average of 63 um, among the most dangerous cities. Huh. And, and one specifically in Trevport, only 46.2% of households have internet access. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's and not even, That's not, not just high speed, but they just, just in, in general, 46 How do you have, live? Right? Like literally. 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 Like, okay, do you have cable TV? I bet you have a landline. Like, you know, or like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm so attached to the internet and not even like social media wise, but just like, like I said, we have a Google home. Mm -hmm. I wake up and I go, Hey, what's the weather outside? Right. You know, what do you do? Get a newspaper? How do you look up the weather if you don't have internet? No idea. The farmer's almanac. Oh my gosh. We've talked about the farmer's almanac. We have. It is very useful. We won't go from that. But yeah. But I'm not getting my weather every day Uh -uh, from it. No. Oh my gosh. So that's a a very interesting um, statistic and point and factor into why this may be a more dangerous area. The access to knowledge is a big part of this, right? And, you know, being able to know things. Gives you benefits a leg up. you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of that, graduation rates—that's a—that's a big one that you mm-hmm. see as well. Yeah. So sixty percent of the most dangerous metro area, metro cities produce fewer high school graduates than the national average of eighty-eight point three percent. So that's tw- almost thirty percent less high school graduates, and among the safest metros. That number drops to 40%. 
So oh, okay. yeah, isn't that wild? Twenty percent difference. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know, no wonder people get into bad situations if they don't even finish high school. Right. Like that takes. It is you- a requirement for a lot of things. Yes. So and especially jobs. Yeah. Like even getting minimum wage. Like as I've discussed, I'm a retail manager. When we look at people. You know, you need to be able to do basic math. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it, I don't even look at if you've graduated high school or not, but you need to be able to figure out what's 60% off of this amount. Right. Not, not just like the computers do it all for us, but if a customer comes up to you and asks, you need to be able to help them. Right. You know, oh, so yeah. if you're unable to do basic math or reading and writing, like... <clears throat> In many um, serial killer cases that you'll listen to, you know, they'll talk about, oh, they're illiterate mm-hmm. or they are unable to read and write. And you're like, how? A, how? But B, can you imagine going through life not being able to read or write? Like someone gives you a form and is like, okay, to start this job, you have to sign this. And it's like, I don't know what I'm signing. Right. Am I signing that you're allowed to take a quarter percent of my income to cover the costs of me yeah. working or, you know, because well, you hear about that over, over that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's wild. So uh, on the topic of schooling, yes. free and reduced lunch, 90% of the most dangerous cities on our list report a higher number of economically disadvantaged students than the national average of 52%. That's, again, almost double. Mm -hmm. The safest metros match that um, stat as well. So, you know, that's a lot of the community is unable to take care of lunch. And I remember, you know, Mm -hmm. some people did get reduced lunch we we in particular did yeah when we were growing up you know we didn't have a lot of money and i remember we got reduced i think we got free lunch for a while as well yeah um and you know with that some of my friends their parents you know had money for days so they got they got uh you could get double lunch right uh-huh. you could yeah. Get, oh, yeah on pizza day you could get double the pizza well on free and reduced lunch you could not right but some of those kids, like, that could have been their only meal of the day, you know? And it's like, oh, thankfully, it is. It is sad. And I'm sorry to sadden no, no, everyone. It's okay. But it's a fact. And mm-hmm. it's like, I thought about that when COVID started. All these kids are going home. Some kids are out there starving right now. Right. Because, you know, they truly, they're living below the poverty line they had free and reduced lunch. Now you heard of some schools still getting those resources mm-hmm. together and, and, you know, being able to take care of a lot of those kids. And that's so amazing. Yeah. And, um, there was that kid. And I think we talked about him before that gathered, um, necessities and gave it out to homeless and different, um, people he like got, he spent his savings and got like, beans yeah, stuffing uh-huh. and like little things yeah. put it in a bag and it's like that's amazing and but no wonder crime is higher in these areas if you're unable to literally just feed yourself mm-hmm. okay so you will steal a can of raviolis right mm-hmm. right because it's either you eat 
or you don't. Yeah. And at that point, your body is saying, yo, I need to eat. There's no or else. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think of. Uh, along with this, city budgets. On average, about 23% of city budgets are allocated to police and public safety in the most dangerous metros. That's about 10 points behind the safest metro cities. The safest cities also commit three times more money to community services than in the most dangerous cities. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's interesting to think about too, you know, police um, allocation has been a big topic yeah. right now. And it's like, if, you know, if the city's budget allotted for different things, you know, could, could that help education? For instance, mm -hmm. if people are more educated, then maybe less crimes are committed. Yeah. Less of the city's budget needs to go towards, um, convicting and finding the criminals sure. versus providing. Take care uh, of it yes. as a source. Exactly. Yeah. I get it. If your faucet's leaking, do you put a bucket under it or do you fix the leak? Right. You fix the leak, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. So violent crime rates in these areas. Um, every dangerous metro area reported higher crime rates than the national averages for both property and violent crime. On average, these metros saw 8.4 uh, in incidents per 1,000 people. The national average is 3.7. Okay. So that, again, is double the amount of incidents than the national average uh, for violent crimes. For property crime rates, um, the most dangerous cities had more property um, per 1,000 residents than the national average of 22. Um, <clears throat> so on average, there were 40.1 property crimes per thousand. Isn't that wild? Wow. 40. <laughs> that's just so many, like 40 out of a thousand yeah. is, you know, that's, that's a lot of incidents of property crime. Right. You know, like we were talking about, that's random stuff, you know, things being stolen, things being broken into Non-violent is non-murder, non-rape, non-kidnap, you know, mm -hmm. non-aggressive behavior. It's just regular stuff, yeah. you know? So I know this whole time you're got, you guys are like, yeah, but what are these metro areas? <laughs> Why does Nico always do this to us? <laughs> so here are the 10 most dangerous metro areas in America um, for 2020. Okay. Number one. Anchorage, Alaska, which we touched on earlier. Yes. Number two, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. Right? Interesting. Yeah. But considering all of these factors, that's how we come up with this list. Yeah. Number three, Memphis, Tennessee. Number four, Wichita, Kansas. Oh, I say Wichita. Wichita? I don't know. I probably say Wichita, Kansas. I don't know. That's so I funny. Don't know. Someone from uh, Kansas. Let, let us, us know. know. Yes. <laughs> Number five, Lubbock, Texas. I have no idea. Number six is a, a whole area including Detroit, Dearborn, and Livonia, Michigan. Dang, Michigan. Which, and you hear about Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. we were watching, what what is, I think it's called Border Security. 
some show uh, you know that watches police do their business oh okay and there was this kid who flew in from a central american country to detroit michigan and the cop was like what are you here for because he was you know less than 21 mm. and he was like yeah i'm i'm here to visit the area you know i'm just kind of being a uh you know tourist, tourist. and he's like okay but what do you plan on visiting here? Like Detroit is not a place just to randomly walk around. Right. And as he was saying this, I was like, well, what if he just heard about it once and he wanted to see? Yeah. And the cop goes, well, name something that you plan to go to. And he's like, well, I'm staying with this couple and, you know, I'm going to just wander around and see the area. And the cop's like, no, you're not wandering around the streets of Detroit. <laughs> like, let me call these people. Well, what it actually ended up happening was this couple was having kids, you know, they'd house them and then make them do work for them. And what? yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? No pay because you can't get paid unless you have a worker, a work visa. Okay. And so they'd come on tourist visas to get the American experience. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Oh my I gosh. Know. I was like, where are you going with this story? <laughs> like what? He's just visiting. It's right. fine. Yeah, and yeah. then that, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. They sent him home. They didn't let him yeah. go, which is good because yeah. why, you know, that's a terrible predicament to be in. Right. You know? Wow. So to continue on our list, uh, Spokane or in Spokane Valley, Washington, you hear a lot about Spokane. Who is Spokane, Washington? There's a serial killer. Oh, yeah. There is a definite, yes. And there's, I think there's multiple, actually. But it's okay. a it's a true crime. I, I'm sorry. And I know listeners right now are going, this is the name, you know. <laughs> um, but then uh, Shreveport, I could be saying that wrong. I mentioned it earlier. Um and Boiser City, Louisiana. Okay, that's number eight. Number eight, okay. yep. Number nine is Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, okay. And then number 10 is Mobile, Alabama. And so some of these, you know, if you're a true crime junkie, some of them ring in your ear. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, I've heard of them before. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no wonder we've heard of them before. <laughs> they are some of the most dangerous metro areas. Dang. And what... What was so interesting to me when originally going through this, I was like, no Chicago, mm -hmm. no Los Angeles, no, you New know, York New York City. None of those areas where people are like, you know, for instance, Chicago, people call it Chirac mm -hmm. because it's so dangerous and people right. get killed all the time. And it's, it's not as dangerous compared to other places per capita. Yeah. For the amount of yeah. people that are in this area, which is so interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So, did. Oh, I'm oh, just, I'm just, just pondering. pondering. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thinking like, oh, about oh, it. Yeah. You know, talk, thinking about people I should tell this to. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Exactly. So, the next uh, list we'll go over is top 10 most murder per capita. Okay. Right. Because that was the most dangerous. This is now the actual murder per capita. Some of this information we will be sharing is a little dated. Um, okay. So things could have changed, you know, 
as we continue through time. Sure. Um, so number 10 on the list is this one. We're going opposite. Sorry to flip you guys around. <laughs> but number 10 is um, the... Sorry, I paused because I wanted to make sure I was doing it. Is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. With the number of reported murders is 145. Um, their murder rate is per... All, all of these murder rates are 100,000 people. people. Okay. Um, their murder rate is 24.15. Their population is 600,000 people. Wow. Yeah. So number nine is Salinas, California. And now this is another one that kind of flickers in your ear if you're a true crime person. I've heard that before. Um, their number of reported murders was 40. Um, their murder rate per, and that's number of reported murders um, in a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And their murder rate per 100,000 people was 25. Their population is only 158,000. Oh I know. Isn't that crazy to think of? And now we see why, like, you know, sh Chicago and things of that. It's like, yeah, there's murders that happen all the time. But for the amount of people, that's what is the key, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so number eight is Hartford, Connecticut. Their number reported is 32. Um, their murder rate is 25.69, and their population is 124,000. Jeez. Right? Like, that's not that many no. people. No, right? not really. And, yeah, no. yeah. It's like, you know, Chicago has millions. So th th this would include, like, the statistics that you were saying earlier of why these are right. so yeah, low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you got to think about the, the factors. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. The internet, Gosh. exactly. Like, what access do they have to yeah. internet? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, so number six, Jackson, Mississippi. We're going the Jackson. I think yeah. of grandma every time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You just hear the two. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, number of reported murders is 53. And their murder rate is 31.08. Yeah. Um, their population is 170,000 people. It's just wild to think about, you know? Yeah. Number five is good old Birmingham, Alabama. Nice. Their number of reported murders is 79. That's a lot in the course of a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is and it isn't, right? Yeah. Like. If you divide it into how many months there are, you're like, whoa, that's a lot. Yes. But if you look overall at the course of every day, it's like, okay, well, that's like maybe a third. Right. right? Yeah. Um, their murder rate is 37.21 and their population is 212,000. Number fourth on our list is New Orleans, mm, Louisiana. Fun. They have a number of reported murders at 164. So that's half the days of the year. Yeah. Their rate is 41.68. Their population is 393,000. All right. Now we're getting up here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I'm looking ahead and yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So number three is Detroit, Michigan, right? We just talked about yep. it's a dangerous, that kid should not be walking around. Why should he not? Because their number of reported murders was 295. Oh my 
that's real close to every single day. day. Yeah. Oh, God. Their rate per 100,000 people is 43. And the population is 673,000. Right? Oh, so gosh. that's... That's a lot of people. Yeah. That is. What's 43 times 6? Forty-ish, maybe sure. two hundred and forty people out of the population. That's crazy. Are you doing the math? Yeah, yeah. two fifty-eight. Oh, I was close. You were really good. I was real impressed. for not being a math person. Mm -hmm. I can thank Miss um, Wallen in fourth grade. Oh yeah, in, you know for helping mm -hmm. me with my times tables. Nice. Shout out to Miss Wallen if she's found my podcast. <laughs> I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But anyways, so number two, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, their number of reported murders was 344. That is the closest to every day there's yeah. a murder. Can you imagine being on their police force? Oh, it'd be exhausting. Right? I would be curious to see what their... Um, investigative team or yeah their homicide, homicide team. unit yep. yep yeah would be very interesting to see what their office mm -hmm. looks like um their murder rate is 55.37 their population is very close to michigan at 6200,000 yeah so number one on our list of the most murders per capita is st louis missouri their number of reported murders is 188 their murder rate is 59.29. Their population is only 317,000. And now, as I went through this list, you notice I say number of reported murders, right? Mm -hmm, because right. I'm sure there are murders that happen that aren't are reported, reported. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah. You know, and we'll find out about them 20 years from now. Right. But these are the ones that are reported. You know, you take out gang violence gang violence isn't always reported right if it's right. gang on gang they'll just take care of their business they don't mm -hmm. always go to the cops right so this is just murders that have happened that the cops are aware of and you know it's been saved statistically gosh can't imagine what detroit michigan is like then if, i know because that or even baltimore because that's a lot yeah in a year so there's a few more cities that I'm sure you guys were wondering about. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll get back to them. All right. All right. Welcome back crew. So we're going to jump into the other cities for comparison of the um, murder rates to per capita. Per capita. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I know as we're going through this list, people are going, well, what about this? What about mm -hmm. this? Sure. So number 25 on the list it didn't even make the top 10, is Chicago, Illinois. Good old Chi-Town. <laughs> they had number of reported murders as 478. And so that's definitely a murder per day. Yes. So I totally understand why people are like, it's so dangerous. Because right. yes, there is a murder that happens daily. Mm -hmm. But you have to think in... in the number per capita, right? So the amount of people living in Chicago versus the amount of people murdered. Their rate is only 17.5%. Oh, wow. And their population, and that's what makes it that, is 2,728,000. Mm. Yeah. That's, a lot, that's of a lot of people. And there's, and it's almost weird to say, but it's like 
that's only 478 murders a year. Mm -hmm. You know, 2 million people are living there. Right. That's why the rate's so low. Interesting. Yeah. Another one that I just thought was interesting was Waco, Texas, right? We all know Waco because of what happened there. Mm -hmm. um, their number of reported murders is only 22. Their murder rate per capita was close to Chicago's at 16.7. Wow. But their population is only 131,000. So that's why, you know, their rate is close to Chicago's because they don't have much of a population. Right. Um, lastly is Washington, D.C., right? Because that's been a hot commodity topic right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, their number of reported murders was 162. Their murder rate per 100,000 people was 24.1. Their population is 672,000. Huh. So, yeah. So it almost made less than 11. Yeah, 11, yeah. So. It was, yeah, runner-up. It's their... Um, Population is close to Detroit mm -hmm. for comparison wise, um, and they have about half the murders. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So now we're going to kind of veer and talk about the most committed crimes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I thought that would be a good one, you yeah. know, because I feel like in true crime world, people always focus on murder, rape, abduction, mm -hmm. right? Because that is the most horrid crimes and it's and like for some reason people just like to listen to right us, <laughs> us twisted <involved>. people <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but it's like you know that's what everyone's like oh you know be careful you're gonna get murdered mm -hmm. well like we were saying earlier property damage happens more than violent yeah. crimes or you know things of that sort it's more likely for you to lose a mailbox than it is yeah. for you to lose your life or it, whatever. yeah yeah it it sounds weird to say, it does. but that's You're true. Right. <laughs> Just like they say, you're more, it's more dangerous to drive a car than an airplane, but people lose it in airplanes yes. and take a car daily. Mm -hmm. It's more dangerous. Yeah. I love flying. So fun. I, I hate it. No? I freak oh, out every time. Diego, it's fine. I know. My, my fiance literally cracks up because takeoff and landing, I literally like, I almost have an anxiety attack every time. Oh Once I'm in the air. I'm okay. Oh, okay. Turbulence freaks me out. Sure. Okay. But when I'm in the air, I'm all right. But it's the land. Take I think it's so, well, I don't like roller coasters, right? Oh, right, yeah. right. And you and her do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it reminds me a lot of a roller coaster. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why whenever we go on trips, she's like, yeah, we can just fly there. I'm like, yeah, but a drive would be nice. <laughs> You're like, let's take yeah. the scenic route, please. Right? Yeah. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so these are the most committed crimes. Um, these statistics are again taken from the FBI database. According to FBI files, a property crime was reported about every three seconds in the U.S. And a violent crime was reported about every 22 seconds. So That's lots of crime, lots of crime happening all the time. True. But it is interesting that property crime is way more um, you know, common almost than violent crime. Yeah. Contrary to what most people think, property crimes are reported way more than violent crimes. Um, their pro property crimes are about 10 times more prevalent than violent crimes. 
property crimes reported annually total more than 10 million, while violent crimes, however, uh, are hover somewhere between one to one and a half million each year. Wow. So that's, you know, roughly 10% of property, or, you know, violent crimes are 10% of property crimes yeah. in being reported. Yeah. I'm also thinking, too, of, like, uh, violent crimes, you know, you rape as one of yeah. them. And I, you see, like, there was a time on, like, Facebook or whatever when people were posting about how um, women who have been raped don't necessarily speak up about it because there are no criminal charges really filed, like, yeah. for them to pin on the, the person. Right. It's hard you know? to convict someone. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So I was just thinking about that. I just thought, mm -hmm. thought I'd throw it in there. Yeah, and that's true, too. When we were talking about the murder per capita, it's like... Well, not all murders are being reported. Not mm -hmm. all rapes are reported. Right. Not all, we don't even know all kidnaps. Like oh, if you Google, which you better be in high spirits to Google this, but if you Google uh, kidnapped abduction slash missing or just missing people in general, yeah. it is just unbelievable how many people are missing. And it's like, you don't know if they were murdered if they are still living, but they're just abducted. Yeah. You don't know what's happened to these missing people to mm -hmm. where that could definitely skew, you know, what's being reported. Right. That's a good point you make. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. I know. So the first one we're going to go over here is burglary. Mm. The next most prevent prevalent crime is burglary, um, another property crime. Mm -hmm. Burglary reports total up around 2 million each year, making up 18% of all crimes reported. Dang. Yeah. And it's wild to think of, but like we were saying with Amazon packages, uh -huh. you know, somebody scoops it up. That's burglary. Yep. It's, and some people just burglarize to burglarize, you know, those rambunctious young people be like, oh, hey. Let's go steal old man Jenkins' mailbox. You know, just people burglarize for yeah, no apparent reason yeah. sometimes. That's sad. Yeah. Um, the next is motor vehicle theft. Thieves do a thriving business in stolen cars, apparently. There are more than a million stolen cars in the U.S. every year. Car theft accounts for more than 10% of all reported crimes annually in the United States. Like, I am always super, like, I'm, like, crazy about locking my car and mm -hmm. stuff, even though I'm sure you could easily get into it and whatever. But, right. like, I am scared of because, like, yeah. that, then you can't, like, I can't go to school. Right. I can't go to work. Yeah. Like, what do you, you do? You need milk. You got to oh, walk yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I have an old school car, mm -hmm. right? Manual locks and manual. I got crank windows. Oh, yeah. Old school. And so I think about that because, um... My fiance is super big on locking her car too, and she has a, a key mm -hmm. fob. Yeah. I don't have a key fob because there's no reason. I don't have, you know, I have manual everything. Right. And so sometimes, you know, I'll start walking away and I go, oh, did I lock my door? I hope I locked my door. And because... you keep going? You don't turn around? No, oh, like, okay. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like if I'm at home, sometimes oh. I won't go double check. Okay, but sure. Okay. Like, you know, I'm like, 
there's no way for me to quick check. Right. I, I have to walk, to walk all the way back if I think I didn't lock it. Oh, but, man. So majority of the time, I make sure my doors are locked all the time. I only unlock my driver's side door. Right. And it's like, you know, a thief could easily break into my manually locked car. There's, it says there's an alarm system. Oh. So I hope that there is. It really works. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, what, what's harder to break into? Something that is electronically locked right. or something that's just a little flip of the finger, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, so scary. Stolen cars. And then they take them to chop shops and you never see your car again. What? Chop shops. Really? Yeah. Where oh. they like break cars down for parts and oh, then yeah. sell them. Oh my gosh. I know. Can't. Quite the business. I guess. All right. So the next on our list is aggravated assault. Like we said, violent crimes come into the top five most common crimes in the United States at number four on the list. Mm. According to Princeton, Princeton.edu, aggravated assault is defined as an attack with intent to cause grave injury to another and can involve a weapon. With mm. or without a weapon, aggravated assault accounts for 7% of all reported crimes. Wow. Now, this makes me even think of, like, those two guys that get into a brawl at the bar, you know? Like, you have to think of it that way. It's not always just um, someone literally walking up and being like, I have an issue with you. Let me punch you in the face. <laughs> it's like people get out of hand and aggravated assault happens. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it happens to the point it's so bad that... People can go to prison for aggravated assault. Yeah. So be careful who you're fighting. Yep. Um, the last one here that we'll go over is robbery. It comes in at number five on the top five most common crimes in the United States. Robbery is not simple theft. It is a violent crime and theft performed directly on a person or place. If you are ever mugged, that is a robbery. A stick-up of a grocery or liquor store clerk is a robbery. There are close to half a million robberies each year in the United States. Wow. And they account for 3% of all crime. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. I'm glad we're talking about this stuff. Right? It's really opening my eyes yeah. <laughs> to how often certain crimes mm -hmm. are. Because you, I mean, you only think of the big ones usually. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and that's... I'm like super anxious and because I in intake so much true crime, I'm always thinking like, is that, has that guy been following me for two blocks? Is he going to take me and keep me in his basement? <laughs> and it's like, well, what's more likely to happen, honestly, is someone's going to pull a gun on me and take my wallet. Yep. Or someone's going to try to take my car. Right. Or someone's going to try to, you know take something of mine right. rather than take me, you right. know? It's, and I would advise just let them take it because yes. it's only, a, it's just an object. Don't right. try to fight them. Yes. You can get a new one. The only thing that is irreplaceable is you. Mm -hmm. You and your family, your kids, you, that you cannot replace. Right. Yes, money is hard to come by, but you can replace it. Mm -hmm. It is, there is no amount of money that is worth your head. Right. Oh, you yeah. Know? I agree. So while I was going through all this, it kind of um, intrigued me of what 
amount of money do we spend on police? Okay. And that's been a hot topic. Oh, yeah. So I kind of wanted to just look at policing per capita and how much is spent. Okay. So here is the top 10 in millions of dollars, right? That's okay. a lot of money. That but, is a lot of money. And as I'm sure some of you would guess, Baltimore is number one with $772 million. And Wait, they needed it. They were, yeah, they were number three on our list, was it? Number two. Okay. So. The, they had a 55.37 murder rate. Yeah. So with all the murders happening, their homicide better be getting good funding. Mm -hmm. And this just dawned on me. Okay. And I could have looked into this if I would have thought of it prior. But, <laughs> That's okay. you know, they talk a lot about um, DNA. Right? Because we're starting to run DNA from back in the day and starting to convict people like the Golden State Killer. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh -huh. So I wonder places like Baltimore that have a lot that's spent on policing, how is that being spent? Is it in payroll? Is it in the equipment that they use? Because really, they don't need anything more than a handgun, maybe a rifle, maybe a shotgun, but yeah. really, I a don't taser. think shotgun. Yeah. Tasers, 100%. Yeah. Uh, what do they call them? Batons? I don't Possibly, know. but like, okay, if it came between a taser, a baton, and a gun, I think that they would go, or they should go with the taser or the baton first to subdue someone. Yeah. Right? You don't mm -hmm. need an AK-47 to subdue your citizens. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So I wonder, and I forget what the movement's called. Um, Mariska Haggerty, I think I'm saying her name right, from Law & Order SVU. Okay. She has done a lot for this program, and um, it's about, like, they're trying to get DNA processed um, for previous, like, the backlog. I think it's called Stop the Backlog, now that... Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking, guys. Yeah, that's fine. I, I want to know, yeah. so <laughs> we're going to research and End the Backlog. End the Backlog. www.endthebacklog.org. Um, anyone can contribute to help put DNA through to help solve crimes. But that's something that, you know, would be interesting to look at how much is being spent on policing versus how much is being spent to convict criminals, yeah. you know? Hmm. That's oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So anyone who wants to help the fight, go to that website, yes. endthebacklog.org. Um, cool. Um, yeah. It's, and .org, it's right. a safe website. It is very safe. <laughs> um, so next on our policing per capita is, and I'm sure this is not a surprise to many, New York City. Mm -hmm. They spend $581 million. Yeah. Which is nuts because it didn't even make the list. No, yeah. Like, uh -huh. so, well, which that, I understand, like, I don't know. That was the murder one, though. So they could probably have right. a lot more burglaries, burglaries or yeah, non violent. They would have to crimes. spend money on. Yeah. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Sure. And, you know, to think about how many people they have to police, mm. right? It's, oh, yeah. It's a very big city mm -hmm. they have millions and millions of people that even like you think of like parking parking meter mates oh yeah right like parking is 
terrible in the city. Right. You have to make sure that people aren't overstaying their welcome, even though, you know, that counts for policing. Mm. Next, number three on our list is Chicago with $537 million. And I can recognize this and notice every time I go to Chicago, I'm like, literally, there are police everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, everywhere, everywhere. You turn one corner, you see three. You turn another corner, there's four more. And it's like, they're parked in the middle of the median sometimes on Mm -hmm. Lakeshore Drive. Like, it's like, how do they have the money to have all these police officers? Well, they clearly... You know, that's how their city's set up. They make sure they do. Yeah. And hopefully it's helping. Right. You know. So next on the list is Atlanta with $486 million. Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Number, what are one, two, three, four, five. Number five, Detroit. And I wonder if Detroit would be different if they were able to spend a little bit more. Yeah, if they had the $700 million yeah. that Baltimore had, yeah. Exactly, but mm-hmm. Detroit is a lower-income city. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, they, their, kind of their claim to fame was the car industry, and a lot of that has gone away. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's leaving people in a bad spot. And it's like... The redlining, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so, that could yeah. be something. Um, and, you know, just overall, it's not a very lucrative area. Okay. So it's they are only spending $450 million, um, you know, to police. And that's not, not that much with the amount of crime that happens. Yes, yeah, definitely. Next is Minneapolis which we've heard a lot about um, this past year, they spend $408 million. Houston spends, uh, Houston, Texas, $383 million. And last is Los Angeles at $381 million. That's surprising. Yeah, you would think Los Angeles would be a lot more. Mm-hmm. They're a much bigger city. Yeah. And so you would anticipate that to be a higher number. Interesting. Yeah. So then with how much they spent on policing led me to get curious on how many officers do they have, Okay. uh, you know, on their payroll. So this is per 100,000 people. Okay. So number one on our list is Washington, D.C. Their population is 601,000 people. They have 3,900 cops. Okay. Um, the rate is, um, I marked this, but I don't remember what it is. It, okay. Yeah, it's unimportant. We don't. We can go that. by the yeah. amount right. of officers. Right, yeah. And uh, so Newark, New Jersey comes in next. Their population is 280,000. They have 1,300, so 1,300 it doesn't um, seem like a lot, but it doesn't seem like a lot at all. But they do only do have two hundred and eighty, so <laughs> right, yeah, people, yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> I guess all right. So Baltimore, number three, has six hundred thirty-nine thousand people. They only have two thousand nine hundred um, officers, which I say they only, but that's a lot of officers, you know, to have patrolling. Well, and, and I'm looking at, so Washington, D.C. has 600,000 mm-hmm. people. Baltimore yeah. has 639,000 people. But so, Washington, D.C. has more cops. Mm-hmm. So, know. 
for 40,000 less people, uh-huh. they have a thousand more cops yeah. to patrol. Yeah. Weird. Now, and why do we see so many cops in Chicago? Chicago number four has, like we said, 2.8 million people. They have 12,500 cops. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. It's a whole lot of officers. Hey, can you imagine, like, if there was an emergency and they needed every officer on the streets? That's a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. That's, that is, like... 10 times the amount of people that is in our hometown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Seriously. It's it's wild to think about. So number five on our list is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They have 1.5 million people and they have 6,700 officers. Wow. So yeah, Philadelphia and Chicago are pretty close mm-hmm. as far as per capita, you know, Philadelphia has about half the amount of people. They have about half the amount of officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is New York. So, and this is where I talked about earlier. I'm curious of how they spend their money because they rank number six at officers per capita. They have 8.3 million people in their city and 34,000 officers, but they're only number six. Yeah. Right. Right. So you would think since they're number one and they're bringing in, what was it? 770 or sorry, $581 million, but it's not like it's all police. Right. So what is that? Is that the cars that they use? Oh yeah. The equipment that they have, maybe surveillance. Yeah. That's something I didn't think of before, you know, like what, what does that all, you know, it'd be interesting to see the budget. <laughs> True. Say that. <laughs> so number seven is New Orleans. It, they have 356,000 uh, population and 1,400 officers. Okay. St. Louis is real close. They have 355,000 yeah. people and 1,300 officers. Birmingham, Alabama makes another list. <laughs> they have 231,000 population and only 858 Oh my officers. gosh. That's like that's, nothing. Yeah. That's not even, not even a thousand officers mm. for 231,000 people. That's nuts. Yeah. So that, you know, that's no wonder they're on the list is there's... I would say there's not enough officers to take care of that. Yeah, seriously. And then last on the list list is Cleveland, Ohio, with 426,000 population and 1,500 officers. Dang. Yeah. So um, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll kind of go into what feeds into crime. Cool. All right, crew, we're back. We had a quick little water break, and yeah. now we're back with <laughs> what feeds into crime. Exactly. Because that is the biggest question, right? Sure, like, yeah. You know, obviously crime happens, but why? Mm-hmm. The crime triangle, as it's called, identifies three main factors that lead to crime. And now you can read more about this on your own time. Okay. But the those are a desire of a criminal to commit a crime, target of the criminal's desire, 
and the opportunity for the crime to be committed. Mm. So they need to have a desire, a target, and an opportunity. Ah. And and that's interesting to think about, too, because you're like, desire? Do they really have a desire to commit the crime? Or is it they have a desire that is the crime? Right? I think it's more that one. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I'm sure there's those people that are like, I just want to feel the adrenaline of stealing this Amazon package mm-hmm. off this person's porch or right. whatever. But I feel like most of the time it's like. The, their desire is the crime. Yes. 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 And their target is, you know, sometimes a victim. Mm-hmm. Sometimes their target is that stolen package. Yeah. And the opportunity that is the devil's playing field, right? As sure. they say, it's the, when the opportunity arises, sometimes they can't contain it and they just you know right they commit that crime so top 10 reasons crimes are committed per netnewsledger.com number one is poverty which we've discussed well enough in this episode that you know poverty is a main proponent Mm -hmm. you know to crimes being committed right uh number two is peer pressure Right? You're all out with your friends. You've been drinking. Your friend goes, yeah, just jump that fence. Uh It's not a big deal. Uh Let's go run through the golf course. Mayor Mike. That is such... If your friends are doing that, get new ones. Yeah. You don't want none of those... You don't want any crimes on your background. Right. Because not only is it hard to get a job, but if you have a criminal background, it's extra hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Number three is drugs. Right? If you... Are on drugs, yep. you sometimes you're, you know, uh, what you think you will or will not do is different. Yeah. Also, if you are addicted to these drugs, you could commit a crime to get the drugs. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, of, yeah. People using crack, cocaine, heroin, mm-hmm. they're, ha- they have a habit that's 100 to $300 a day. How can you afford that? You Mm-mm. can't. No. So you commit crimes, you steal vehicles, you steal money, you, you know, just to get the drugs. Number four is politics. I thought that was very intriguing, oh, but is. in the last month has shown its colors. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because politics makes people do whack, pardon my French, whack shit crazy things. Yeah. Like literally... Politics is politics. It will always be here. It mm-hmm. will come and go. Opinions will change. But it holds people real hard and makes them commit crazy things. True. You know? Mm-hmm. People are driving down the road. You see someone with a sticker and it says, you know, everybody created equally. And you have some crazy head going, I don't think everyone should be created equally and rams you off the road. Not that that's Clearly, we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, right? I hope not. <laughs> property crimes happen way more than violent exactly, crimes. Exactly, that's right. right. But, you know, politics makes people do crazy mm-hmm. things. Next is also people doing crazy things, religion. Mm-hmm. Religion can make people do some very devastating things um, in in the name of religion, which is just wackadoo, wackadoo. Yeah. Number six is reasonable uh, family conditions, right? You, your parents, you know, are, are below the poverty level. Mm-hmm. You need food. Yep. You, you know, your, your family is unable to pay electricity and somebody gets encouraged to go out and, you know, 
commit theft. Yeah, steal and, a blanket or something. Right, yeah, exactly. And things happen because of, you know, the conditions in which people live sometimes. Yeah. Another is the society. So, you know, um, I think we talked about this on one of our episodes previously, or maybe you and I just talked about it once. Okay. Uh, I watched a TV show, and they were talking about a country where it's like 70% of the crimes committed is rape. And it's like, that is a societal problem. Yes. Right? That's not something that just happens. 70% of all criminals who are incarcerated being rapists and being convicted of rape, that is a societal problem. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, that that is something that is, you're going to have to dig deep to figure out what we can do to change that. Yeah. Um, Number eight is unemployment which is something I'm sure we've saw this year with, you know, you, you don't have the income that you need and things happen. Mm-hmm. You still want that beer, yeah. whether you can pay for it or not. <laughs> Another one is deprivation. So I think of like sleep deprivation oh, or, okay. you know, different things like that. And it's like, you don't have what you need. So you, you go get it yeah. or, you know, if you're driving sleep deprivation, you could, you could accidentally, you know, commit homicide because mm-hmm. you're sleep deprived. Right. De- depriv- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. De- deprived. Anyways, but <laughs> you guys get the point. And last is the unfair judicial system. Uh, and, you know, that is, that resonates big because it is very true. And you mm-hmm. hear stories of, Two people convicted of the same exact crimes and are given unbelievably different sentences. sentences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And depending on who you are, where you come from, what money you have, it can make a big difference, unfortunately, in our judicial system. Yes. But to turn the page. All right. right? We're turning the page. So now that, <laughs> like we said on our break, now that we got you all freaked out and anxiety ridden, <laughs> We're going to give you some tips to keep your home and your family safe. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want. That's why we started this podcast, just to to educate people and to, you know, obviously it's interesting to listen about crime, but yeah. we can learn from what crimes have taken place. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this can help you guys, um, you know, keep, keep yourself safe. Cool. So... One number one that you'll hear all the time is avoid unfortunate circumstances by staying alert and aware, right? Mm -hmm. You are a lonely person walking down the street and there's someone following you. Be aware of that, right? Right. Everyone throws in their headphones, their iPods, or their iPods, their AirPods. (laughs) Be, even if you're jamming out to your music, you know, turn it down enough to be able to hear if someone's walking up behind you. Right. You got to be alert and aware of your surroundings. If you are ever planned to, you know, be safe and protected. If you truly feel that you are in danger or are a victim of a crime, call 911. In a lot of European countries, it's 411. Oh, Cool. Good to know. Yeah. And I, th- and I was like, well, here's some other good to knows, right? Okay. Canada and a lot of Central American countries are also 911. Okay. So if you're in North America, you're, you, it would do you well to just call 911, okay. right? Um, 
In Mexico, it's 065. 065 will O save your life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I just thought of that. Good. Yeah. Um, many other countries, especially those in Euro the European, blah, 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 the European Union, say that five times fast, <laughs> have 112 or 999 as their emergency numbers. Okay. And this is, um, I had a whole long list that I was looking at to come up with these uh, emergency numbers. Mainly, it is 911. 112 or 999 in a majority of countries. Okay. Cool. So if you can memorize those numbers, if you're traveling the world, you you may have luck. Yeah. You know, dialing wherever you're at. And that's something if you know you're going somewhere specifically, look it up. Yeah. It takes two seconds to hey Google it. And then just put it in your contacts or something. Right. You know, yeah. just put it as an emergency or a favorite contact for the time you're there or whatever. Yep. And then I personally, when I move to a new area, I will look up the non-emergency police number. Oh, good. In my area, and sometimes, you know, the, what's close and surrounding to make sure that, you know, even if it's not an emergency, but you still think the police need to be involved. For instance, drunk driving. Mm -hmm. I have called on drivers that I suspected of drunk driving. Now, okay, just veering off a little bit, maybe you're distracted, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're veering from lane to lane, oh, if you can tell that you're clearly not with it, you know, call the non-emergency number. The police, we pay the police to be there for our safety and protection. Right. Use them. I'm going to actually, that's a good idea because all the time, even like, like, I suspect that they're either drunk or that they're, like, texting on their phone. Mm -hmm. And um, and I just, it, it annoys me because, yeah. for one, you're not just endangering yourself, but you're endangering mm -hmm. other people on the road. Yeah. So I, I'm going to take your advice, Nico, and Thanks. I'm going to definitely do that because I want to call on those people all yeah. the time. And I'm like, I don't even know what number to use. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's something, too, like, I think we've talked about this before where – me and my fiance were followed home from Walmart. Did we talk I about this? I don't know. Long story short, we were exiting the Walmart parking lot and she noticed a vehicle that was coming in, ended up turning around and followed us on our route home. And the route that we oh, took. Oh, good for her for noticing I, that though. No, but for I know. Real, holy cow. Literally okay. like mad props. Uh -huh. The woman's great. Yeah. There's a reason she's my fiance. <laughs> and so we took a route that wasn't like main roads. It was like kind of side roads to get home. Okay. And so we got all the way to, you know, the street right before you entered our apartment complex. And she was like, you know, this car's been following us the whole time. I don't think I should turn in. I was like, no, no, no. You never turn in. Mm -mm. If you honestly think someone is following you, do not go home. Yeah. Go somewhere safe, right? A area with a lot of people. Yes, a lot of people. And Go I think back I'll to that store you that, were at. So. On that some more later. Okay. Um, but so we ended up turning into an apartment complex opposite of ours. Okay. And this one you could drive through and come out like a half a block later. Okay. And so we came out and stopped and 
we looked over and that car had turned into another street, turned around and was like ready to pull out. And so she stopped and I go, don't go yet. Let them go first. Sure. Right. Yeah. And they didn't. Oh my God. And there were no cars. Like they weren't waiting for a car to pass. They were waiting they were for waiting. you. Oh my gosh. So she goes, I'm just going to drive to the police station, which was a half a block. Oh, luckily. good. And I was like, yes, please do so. So we did. And, you know, we went to the police station. They followed us pretty much there. When we turned in, they turned the opposite way and went down a different street. Now, we were unable to get their license plate. We got the vehicle make. But in those cases, if you can get the license plate, try your best. Yeah. All digits. Just because if something is to happen, that's something the police need yeah. to get some leads. Yeah, that'll give them the driver's number or right. whoever the yeah, car's exactly. registered to. You know, right. it could have been a stolen car. Who knows? But right. it's better than nothing for sure. But it's something to go off. Yeah, of. exactly. And yeah, no, you never told yeah. me that. No, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, oh I know. God. Luckily, you know, who knows what it was? Maybe they really liked her bumper sticker and decided that they needed it. Who knows, <laughs> honestly, what it was? But the cops let us hang out there for a few minutes, and we, you know, did notice more of a police presence in the next few months. There were cops that came through our apartment complex. Oh, so that's luckily, nice. You know, the, at least the officers in the area did, you know, take two and kind of, we felt safe enough. Oh, good. We were freaked out as yeah. all get out oh, for that, yeah. like, week when we were checking every car that came into the complex. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah, it's a wild, wild, scary world out there sometimes. Um, I have a little note to add, yes. too. Um, someone, like, when I, back when I was in high school, there, you know, there was times where people would fake to be a police, you know, and they yes. would pull you over and stuff. And uh, they, one of the girls I went to high school with told me that there's a number you can call to ask, you know, like verify, verify that it, this is actually a police mm -hmm. officer or whatever. And she told me it's 112. So okay. I've never called it. Um, but so if you're interested in that, definitely Google it first before you, you take my word. But that's what yeah. she told me. I trust uh -huh. her. I don't know. I've never had to use it, thankfully. But right. just another but yeah, thing you can look into. Yeah, that was a big thing that mm -hmm. uh, cop was going around in the area, a fake cop. Yeah. And pulling people over. And, you know, yeah. if you're not comfortable don't do it yeah yeah you know what's the <laughs> just worst keep they're driving gonna, yeah they're you know? gonna follow you they follow you to the police station if it is uh -huh. the actual cops they'll understand right yeah. they're not running you just want to make sure you're safe right if you're being pulled over on some random country road go to where you feel safe mm -hmm. especially if you know you're someone who is um, more at risk. If oh, yeah. you are a woman or if you're younger, mm -hmm. if you're someone who, you know, isn't physically uh, big or, you know, if even you don't even have to be under those circumstances, if you don't right. feel safe, your safety is number one. Right. All right. Back to our list. That was great information. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's a good story too. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> so another good tip is to install a home security system with or without a monitoring camera. I know people are like, oh my God, they're so expensive. There are ones out there that are not yeah. expensive. They are just as safe. We in our house have one. Um, it's not anything super expensive, not anything super, you know, high tech. It's not, right. you know, the five-star 
all safe point, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not like that, but it's enough that we know when we leave or when we go to bed at night, our house is locked up and secure. We know what's going on. If someone was to break in, authorities are going to be alerted. Yeah. You know, and it's, and we even have like a glass break sensor. Oh. So if the window's broken, alert, the authorities are alerted. Nice. That's something I would encourage everyone to do. And it's just nice for a peace of mind. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if nothing is to go down, it's nice to know, all right, we're away on a long weekend. We know our house is okay. Right. That type of stuff. I would literally encourage everyone to get a home security system. Nice. Obviously I'm not sponsored. I didn't name any specifically. <laughs> this is just my opinion. Uh-huh. I got gotcha. you. Um, another good point to do for your home is to have a well lit outside of your house. They say that um, you know, that if you're well lit, less crimes will happen. Sure. It makes sense. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking like, I want to go up to a not lit house, but right. that's just because I find it scary. Yeah. But that would be a perfect, like, then your lights aren't shown on your face. And right. you know, if they do have a security system or a camera or whatever, mm -hmm. it's not as obvious of who you are. Exactly. Spotlights is a mm -hmm. good one. And then it, it's, Spotlights look cool sometimes too, <laughs> you know, if you have like the ground ones that shine up. Oh yeah, house, yeah, that's true. Those are something that, you know, you can shine them towards the house where, you know, your kid's room is. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know, burglars are less apt to go to a window that's well lit. Right. They're going to be sought. Yeah. You know, another is your front and back door. Have mm -hmm. those well lit. Um, last, motion detection lights. Those are great. Mm -hmm. That and you know, obviously, sometimes a stray cat may walk by, or you know, yeah. random animals will fly by, or sure. but walk then you could get like a cool video of an animal exactly. doing something interesting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, great. Our camera, actually, our indoor camera will pick up cars driving by oh, yeah. on the outside. Oh wow! And so, if I set it that you know we're away alert me if you have any motion and it'll catch cars driving by, which is kind of cool. Cause yeah. if a car was to pull in my driveway, I'm going to alert you yeah. right away. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Good yeah. Point. Another thing that, you know, a lot of people have dogs for many, many reasons. Dogs can help save your life. Yeah. The best case of this is, you know, the dirty John case. Um, the daughter, had a dog and the dog helped save her life. Yeah. And so it's like dogs, big or small. Oh yeah. They can scare an intruder or they could literally combat an intruder and seriously save your life. Right. Dogs are man's best friend for a reason. Right. I would like to think my cats would do something, but every time they get freaked out that there's a foreign stranger, they go hide. Yep. <laughs> so it would be nice to think that they would use their claws for good mm -hmm. use, but let's be real. Mm -hmm. Cats are more of an emotional support. Unit. Yeah. Another, and this sounds silly, but lock your doors and windows. Yes, you may open the same kitchen window every single day, mm -hmm. but that burglar is going to find that one kitchen window that you don't lock. Right. Lock the doors and windows. Yeah. It's not hard. I know a lot of small town people just go, oh, there's no crimes that are ever committed. There are three specific crimes that I can think of over the last 10 years that have happened in our hometown 
of 1,500 people. Small town USA, also bad things can happen. Right. You're not just safe because of where you're at. Right. You have to take the initiative to make yourself safe. Lock your doors and windows. All right. I'm going to go home and check mine. I know. Not <laughs> You're texting your husband. Yeah. Are, 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 is the kitchen window locked? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, another is when you're out and about, park in well-lit areas so you can see your car and its surroundings from a distance. Yes. Also, look under them as you're walking yes. up to them. Um, a long time ago, like... I, our mom, like, she told us a story, told me a story mm-hmm. about, like, somebody hiding under then slashing your Achilles. Freaked yeah. me out. So anytime oh, yeah. I'm in the dark, and even in the light, actually, yeah. I'm always looking under it as I'm walking up to my car. So yeah. I'm terrified. And I jump in it really fast, even if I looked under it and I didn't see anything. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> jumping in. <laughs> and if you have a car that you can unlock and lock automatically, sometimes if you lock it, it'll still turn on the inside lights. Oh, yeah? So you can see if somebody's in there, right? Oh, Let's say you you thought you locked your car, but you didn't, and you're walking up to your car. You're worried about your surroundings. You're not worried about the inside of your car. I didn't even think about that. I normally wait till like I'm at my door when yes. I unlock it because I'm also scared somebody's gonna be on the other side. Yeah, yeah. You've you know. watched way too oh, much true crime. <laughs> so you know, and that's a good point that you make. Have your keys ready. Mm-hmm. Look around and under your car. Observe any suspicious vehicles or people that are around and approaching. Yep. You know, and I remember when I was younger, they always talked about having your keys ready and maybe even putting a key in between your fingers. Mm-hmm. If somebody walks up, you can whack them. Yep. You know, and it's like keep yourself safe. Um, if you think someone is following you, do not go home. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Drive to the nearest police station fire station, open gas stations, anywhere there could be someone who's there to help and it's a well-lit area. Don't go to the Ho-Dunk gas station. (laughs) Go to the well-known, well-lit park right in the front. Even if there's hazard parking, you can't park here. If you are in that much danger, pull up front to the door, honk, walk in. Yeah. The person who's working there will be more than happy to help you, even if you're honking like a crazy person, right? right? Your safety is number one. Um, if you're, this was one when I was reading that I never even thought of. Yeah. If you're worried about someone who is waiting for the elevator with you, pretend you forgot something. Don't get on. If someone's in the elevator, they look suspicious. You don't want to get on. Do the same. Yeah. You just because you're waiting for the elevator doesn't mean you have to get on. Yeah. You can pretend. Oh shit! I forgot my chapstick. <laughs> you know, like right. they don't oh, know gosh. what's. Important. I didn't even think about this one. Me either. And but now I'm freaked out. But right? I'll know. be cautious though. Yes. <laughs> I know what to and, do now. Just don't get on. I forgot something. Right. <laughs> and if you are on, someone enters and they start to be suspicious. There's emergency buttons. Click every floor. Do what you have to, to be safe. That's the end of it. You know, lastly, never give telephone numbers or addresses of fellow coworkers to anyone without their permission. That is, I know that someone, my fiance used to work with had no contact with her mom to, for whatever reason, she didn't want to talk to the woman. Yeah. That mom would call their work 
to try to get her schedule, to try to get her phone number, to try to get her information. There's valid reason this woman did not have contact with her mom, which as an adult, you have the right to choose who's in your life. Yeah. And what if she like also wasn't her mom or something? Right. You, know? you exactly. don't know that. You don't know who this person is. They could be trying to steal someone's liver. Oh my God. So long story short, be safe. Do what you need to do to make sure that you get home okay. Mm-hmm. And reach out for help. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. You would be surprised what heroes exist in your everyday life. Right. Yeah, just call your mom and be like, yeah. Mom, I'm in a weird situation. Just talk to me. Just be yeah. on the phone. You know, exactly. call your brother, whatever. Yes. Or even call the police, too. I'm sure the, the dispatcher yeah. would, oh, knows. Yes. I'm sure they know. Yeah. So. If you say, hey, grandma, and you call the police dispatch, they're going to be on it. Yeah. They're going to be like, are you able to get away? You know, they're yeah. going to ask the right questions yeah. to give you the help you need. Yeah. I hope we didn't freak you out too much. But yeah. at this point, thanks, thanks for, for your, your time, time crew. crew.